You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks a lot for tuning in today. Um, I'm just walking us devotionally through what I think should be our first steps together as a church uh, while we reach out to the Lord and just ask for uh, His grace so that we could reach into our community and love our neighbor really well. So we want to carry out the Who's Your One campaign. We want every worshiper to be able to uh, have the Lord lead them to one person to love well, to invest in well, and hopefully to be able to help share the gospel with that person so they'll know the Lord and be able to walk with Him from now until the age to come. Well, that being the case, I really think the first step this week for our church is to relax and pray. Like, if you're already feeling stressed out about this or nervous, I just want to ask you to put that on the shelf for a minute and don't. The reason I said that is because I think that if this is going to be more than just sort of an instructional effort or one more campaign that we try, if we're going to be successful in this, I really believe that we've got to do a good job depending on the Holy Spirit. So allow the Lord to work in your life and don't stress out. Relax. I want to share a devotion today that I think will encourage us in taking our first step. So as you get ready, just stop and exhale, breathe out, and let's let the Lord lead. I believe that our first step is to allow the Holy Spirit to bring us to this person, to bring a name to our mind, help help us see where he's working so that we can start investing in their lives. All right, so the, to get there, I'm not asking you just to try harder or think harder. I want you to begin by depending on the Lord, and I want us to finish this campaign by depending on the Lord. And I cannot imagine the good things that he can accomplish through this. So in John chapter 15, um, I bring you to our devotion. In this passage, Jesus is teaching his disciples, preparing them uh, for his, his departure. He knows that he's about to die. He'll ascend after 40 days of teaching to heaven. And the disciples will be left to launch the church to take this gospel witness all over the world. And so Jesus spends quite a lot of time at the end of John's gospel um, speaking to them about this. He has the upper room discourse in chapter 13, and then chapter 14 and 15 and 16. uh, Jesus is teaching his disciples, preparing them. And then chapter 17, he's praying, asking God to bless them. So he's really putting quite a lot of attention into getting the disciples ready for exactly the kind of work that we're doing right now. And the key lesson that I want to teach in chapter 15 is that if we're going to be successful representing the Lord here, if we're going to be successful in the Who's Your One campaign right now, we've got to learn to depend on Jesus. And so here's a, here's a devotion about abiding in Christ. Let me, let me read this passage, the teaching from Jesus. In John 15, this is what he says to the disciples. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You're the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, 
you can do nothing. Church family, Jesus was teaching his disciples that if they're going to be successful in the ministry calling that's ahead of them, they've got to learn to remain in Jesus, to abide, to rest, to dwell. Uh, there's a pretty neat Greek word beneath that remain, and it really does mean to slow down and stop, to stay, to dwell. It can be a place that you spend a few days, but the whole point of of, of this teaching from Jesus is that the disciples are not being asked to do some ministry in the absence of Jesus. Instead, they're being asked to learn to allow Jesus to still be with them even when he's gone. Now, yesterday we read about the Great Commission, and Jesus said that I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And here in John's Gospel, He's telling the disciples that they've got to learn to abide in the vine. And so I just want to talk about this for just a few just a few minutes. The first thing I want to point out is that the the topics from chapter 14 and 15 and 16, they, they sort of go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth between a couple of primary exchanges. Uh, Jesus leaving, them facing persecution, and Jesus sending the Holy Spirit. In fact, one of the dominant teachings of this unit in John's Gospel is the Holy Spirit. Jesus is telling them the Comforter is coming. He's going to comfort you. He's going to remind you of what I've taught you. He's going to empower you for ministry. You're going to do greater things than you saw me do because the Holy Spirit is coming to you. So what, what I want to argue for with the church family is that if we were going to look up and say, well, how do we remain in Jesus? How do we abide in Christ? How do we slow down and dwell in Jesus? How do we carry out this campaign or for that matter, our whole Christian witness while we're abiding in Jesus. And the first answer from this passage as a whole would be that we would depend on the Comforter, that we would recognize that God is with us in the presence of the Holy Spirit, so that as the Spirit dwells in us, you have everything you need. Now let's think about this for a second. Jesus said that he is the vine and you and I are the branches. We're the small twigs. And the neat thing about our life is we get to bear fruit. We're the ones that get to see the grapevines you know, begin to produce fruit. We get to celebrate. And I guess the metaphor would be we get to see the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control in our lives and then passed on to others. Uh, we get to see the Holy Spirit work. We get to see people become saved. We get to watch people get baptized if we're being faithful to Jesus. And sometimes, even when we go through a road of suffering, we're able to see God work in, in really cool ways. That's what it's like to be the branches. We get to be right there where the fruit happens. But what we need to recognize is the fruit's not coming from us. The fruit is naturally drawn from the vine. And Jesus is that vine. He's the strength. He's the source. He's the power. And so if the church wants to be effective as a witness for Jesus, not just in this 40 days of who's your one, but way after that, we've got to learn the skill of abiding in Jesus. And the first step of you and me 
staying plugged into the power and the presence of Christ is to recognize his Holy Spirit who's been given to us. And I think that's what he's trying to teach his disciples in this section of John's Gospel where he's telling them to abide in him and then he's telling them that the Comforter is coming. So if you and I want to stay plugged in to Jesus, resting in the power that he brings, one key step is you're going to need to become aware that you are never alone. God is always with you in his spirit. And sometimes you and I have got to learn the discipline of recognizing God with us so that we can stop and realize that we don't have to force fruit. Instead, we can bear fruit naturally from the power of the spirit. I heard pastors um, from my childhood in adolescence, uh, share this illustration. I thought this was pretty neat. Here we are in South Mississippi. We're surrounded by fruit trees and, and muscadine vines and all types of things that bear fruit uh, for us to eat. Well, none of us have ever walked up next to a muscadine vine or to an apple tree or a plum tree and put our ear to the trunk of the tree and listened to the trunk of the tree or the branches springing out of the trunk begin to groan and strain as plums popped out or grapes began to develop on the end of the muscadine vine. That's just not how it works, right? Now, instead, like producing fruit is the most natural thing in the world for a vine that was designed to produce fruit. And as long as the branch is plugged in in a healthy way to a healthy vine, it should bear fruit. And I think the same is true about Christianity. As you and I are trying to bear fruit for Jesus, and in the Who's Your One campaign is we're trying to figure out, well, Lord, can I help one person reconnect with you? Can I help one person come to salvation? Can I help one person in your name? As we're trying to engage the Who's Your One campaign, we may be wondering, can I bear any fruit? Can I do this? And the answer for me is relax and rest in Jesus. Abide in the vine and let's let the Holy Spirit naturally produce fruit from us. Now the deal is, We can't go through a normal day in the normal way and expect to get any results that are different than what we've gotten for the last 6, 10, 12 years. So I'm not telling you to just, hey, don't worry about this. Instead, I'm asking you to live your life radically differently. Today, instead of just trying harder, instead of doing everything by your own strength, relax, abide in Christ, rest in the vine, and let the power of God creating you the opportunities to bear fruit. So one of the ways that are going to be central for this effort is that we would become people of prayer. And I can't wait to talk to you about that tomorrow. Uh, So church family, I love you. Abide in the vine and let's bear fruit for Jesus. 